Applied materials misses the mark. Travel stocks slip a faster taper of order. Who knows? And the biggest headlines of the week. This is the Running With The Money weekly recap. Let's get into it. are back and my oh my what a week and these markets have just been absolutely crazy this week either way the dow jones currently sits down 269 points nasdaq up 71 and the sp 500 up 4.63 points seems to be a similar pattern here all week with the dow jones trending to the downside taking a look at sector leaders today what groups are leading the market to the upside and what groups are moving to the downside energy absolutely getting hammered today financials right behind it real estate communication services healthcare, consumer defensive industrials and basic materials all moving to the downside on this lovely friday meanwhile consumer cyclical technology and utilities are all moving to the upside now we are going to get right into the biggest headlines of the day and then we're going to brief over the week so applied materials they missed the mark last night unfortunately in their latest quarterly report they delivered an adjusted earnings per share of $1.94, which is up 55% year over year, but it did miss the analyst expectations of $1.95. And then you saw net sales. Those jumped 31% year over year, the $6.12 billion, but unfortunately missed the $6.34 billion mark set by analysts. Now shifting into the backlog, their backlog did expand throughout the quarter to $6.7 billion from $5.5 billion. And operating margin actually grew by 480 basis points to 33.1% instead of 28.3% in the prior year's quarter or Q4. Now, it is important to note that Applied Materials also missed the mark Iden guidance. So they forecasted an EPS range of $1.78 to $1.92 per share for the first quarter of fiscal 2022, but the analysts were expecting $2.01 at least. And then they also missed the revenue target out of analyst. Analysts were expecting guidance of $6.5 billion in revenue for the first quarter of 2022. Unfortunately, management guided to $6.16 billion, give or take $200 50 million dollars um in revenue for the first quarter of 2022 we got some commentary out of management the company went on to say on quote demand for semiconductors and equipment continues to grow as the pandemic accelerates digital transformation for the economy and currently our supply chain cannot keep up so not good stuff when it comes to applied materials today it is down 5.51 percent or 8.74 points now, you take a look at travel stocks today, and those are slipping. You see cruise lines, airlines slipping today, Airbnb moving to the downside today, and it's mostly on this fear of COVID-19 resurging. So, the U.S. reported a seven-day average of nearly 95,000 new COVID infections. That's up 31% throughout the past two weeks, according to John Hopkins University. Over in Europe, you were seeing these cases increase. In fact, in Austria alone, they recorded 15,145 new cases of COVID-19, and that's a record high for daily positive tests over there. Now, you are also seeing some lockdowns over in Europe, specifically in Austria. They went into a lockdown that's going to be a maximum of 20 days, and they're currently in a 10-day lockdown effective immediately. These COVID cases are accelerating in Europe. They're accelerating in the United States, and investors are starting to fear once again that maybe this winter, this cold season, as Europe and the United States go into winter, 
that you are going to see a major resurgence of COVID-19 in there for some lockdowns and slowdowns within the economy. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Investors obviously fearing that today in these travel-related stocks all moving to the downside. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we have Rosenblatt downgrading Snowflake to neutral from buy, going on to say, quote, however, at current levels, we believe that most of the near-term upside is already priced into the stock and are therefore downgrading our view on Snowflake to neutral from buy. You take a look at Snowflake stock today. It's currently down 1.15%. Ouch. So, Snowflake moving the downside, 392 bucks a share, but we must know on Snowflake, it's up 47% in the past three months. So in all likelihood, it's just a risk-reward thing for Rosenblatt. Now, Morgan Stanley reiterating Tesla as overweight, going on to say, quote, while this may take many years to play out, if at all, we view a potential entry by Apple into the autonomous e-mobility market as a clear negative for much of our automotive coverage. So in essence, Morgan Stanley liking Tesla as the leader, they view this entrance by Apple into the EV space as a negative for those smaller players or players that simply aren't leaders, such as Rivian and Lucid maybe. Now, shifting into this call, also out of Morgan Stanley, reiterating Amazon as overweight. They go on to say, quote, we remain overweight Amazon with a $4,000 price target and 13% upside as we continue to think current valuation is underappreciated the multi-year durability of top-line retail revenue growth and company-wide profitability from retail and high-margin revenue streams as the company grows into its outsized 2021 build. Very interesting call out of Morgan Stanley liking Amazon overweight the name. Now, RBC upgraded Datadog today to outperform from sector perform, going on to say, quote, Overall, we remain bullish on observability in the post-COVID world, which we believe will continue to be fueled by rapid growth in cloud-based workloads and the need for increased monitoring. So RBC does not see Datadog going anywhere. They see their industry continuing to grow even though COVID-19 is gone and there's still going to be demand for those cloud-based workloads. And then Deutsche Bank opening a catalyst call sell on Robinhood going on to say, quote, we are opening a sell catalyst call on Robinhood markets hedged against Charles Schwab buy rated as we think Robinhood shares may continue to face near-term pressure. While we expect Charles Schwab shares to continue to advance upon strong organic growth and investor sentiment for interest rates to rise. So Deutsche Bank not too bullish on Robinhood. We had Wedbush raising their price target on Tesla, speaking of the name, to $1,400 per share from $1,100 per share. Going on to say, quote, we believe the street is continuing to digest the massive transformation coming to the auto industry around the EV revolution in 2022. And be Beyond, as this green tidal wave will result in a $5 trillion market opportunity over the next decade with Tesla leading the way. Wedbush liking Tesla as the EV revolution is just getting started. And then Morgan Stanley reiterating plug power to overweight going on to say, quote, we are significantly increasing our revenue estimates, notably in electrolyzers up 131% and hydrogen production up 86%, driven by management commentary on growth from these businesses over the next several years. This drives a 51% increase in our price target to $65, implying 61% upside from current levels. Morgan Stanley liking plug power. Now, shifting into this small, interesting headline out of Wisdom Tree, the firm is looking to add more crypto products for investors in 2022. They also have been expanding their crypto team 
or their digital assets team, you could call it, which now includes 12 members, according to sources, and that is across the United Kingdom, Ireland, and the United States, and this team covers blockchain and decentralized finance and digital assets. Very interesting stuff coming out of Wisdom Tree. It is important to note that they did have $76 billion in management as of last month, and they filed in April to launch the Digital Short-Term Treasury Fund. Very interesting stuff there. Also, in January of 2020, you saw Wisdom Tree lead an $18 million Series A funding round in Securency, a company that focuses on institutional-grade blockchain-based financial and regulatory technology and developing that technology. Very interesting stuff coming out of Wisdom Tree. Now, a faster taper is that of order. Well, we got commentary from Fed Vice Chairman Richard Cardia, and then we also got commentary from Fed Governor Christopher Waller today on Friday. So, in a New York event sponsored by the Center for Financial Stability, we heard it from Governor Christopher Waller. And when asked about an improvement in the labor market or an improving labor market and deteriorating inflation, he went on to say that those two things have pushed me towards favoring a faster pace of tapering and a more rapid removal of accommodation in 2022. So Fed Governor Christopher Waller here pretty much saying that, yeah, he believes we should taper faster due to the improvements we are seeing in the labor market in he is somewhere citing deteriorating inflation data. Now, we also saw that Fed Vice Chairman Richard Clardia, he went on to say on Friday here, he goes on to say, quote, I'll be looking closely at the data that we get between now and December meeting. He goes on this way. It it may well be appropriate at that meeting to have a discussion about increasing the pace at which we are reducing asset purchases. So it seems that Fed Vice Chairman Richard Cordia, hey, he believes that they should faster, there should be a faster taper too. Very interesting stuff coming out of the Fed. Two major members of the Federal Reserve noting on Friday that they believe there should be a faster taper that is spooking the markets. Meanwhile, you continue to get dovish commentary out of Fed Chair Jerome Powell. Now, shifting into our final headline of the day here this Friday, crypto firm Copper is seeking a $3 billion valuation in its latest funding round. Notable investors that Copper is in talks with, according to sources, include Tiger Global, SoftBank Group, and Excel big-time major firms there in a $500 million funding round, which would value the company at $3 billion. Now, it is important to note that Copper, they service roughly 400 clients, whether they're traders, private banks, crypto funds, or family offices, mostly one of those four things. And basically what they do is they help institutions um, transfer or trade cryptocurrencies in very large amounts. Now, this comes just after Copper completed a $75 million funding round just half a year ago, and that funding round included uh, Target Global, MMC Ventures, and Dawn Capital. So, crypto firm Copper is seeking a big-time valuation of $3 billion, and really, this headline is simply in the podcast because it's another example of even more capital flowing into these crypto markets. It's like every single day now, we see these massive valuations starting to come out of the crypto space and more and more capital going into the space. Very interesting stuff 
out of the crypto world today. Now, shifting into the rest of the week and what we saw throughout the week, we're going to quickly brief over it. So on Monday, we had Marathon Digital. They delivered an offering or announced an offering and they announced plans to offer $500 million in convertible senior notes. And the plan with that capital is to buy more Bitcoin and Bitcoin machines. The stock fell on this news and then some other SEC related news, ticker symbol M-A-R-A, Marathon Digital Holdings, up today, 6%, but on the week, they are still off of those highs of 75 bucks per share. We also saw on Monday, WeWork delivering losses in their first earnings report with total revenue for their quarterly report of $661 million. That is up 11% from the previous quarter, but they delivered a loss per share of $4.54 instead of a loss of $5.51 a year ago. So the loss did improve, but it was still a loss, and investors weren't necessarily happy with that. They also reported a net loss of $844 million. Ouch. Now, on Monday, we also got the infrastructure bill. It passed. President Biden signed it. The, that plan, putting $550 billion into new money for transportation, broadband, and utilities. They also put $110 billion into roads, bridges, and other major projects. That legislation, legislators pushing that money over to those areas. We also saw in this bill, $66 billion going to freight and passenger rail, possibly including Amtrak upgrades. And then we got a lot more money moving all over the place in that bill. Some investors are happy about it. Others not happy about it. Many saying that this is simply going to add to the inflation issues we're having, given how large this bill is, over a trillion dollars. And then on Tuesday, what did we get? We got those retail sales rising. We got offerings out of MicroLibre, Peloton, and Unity. And we had J. P. Morgan suing Tesla. And then on Wednesday, what did we get? We got U.S. home building dropping, but the amount of permits that have been approved rising. Very interesting stuff there. And mostly what the U.S. home building numbers told investors is that there is a lack of labor, there's higher land cost, zoning problems, and a bunch of backups in that supply chain when it comes to U.S. home building. But at the end of the day, there's still demand there. And then finally, also on Wednesday, we had Amazon to stop using Visa credit cards issued in the U.K. and all the drama that surrounded that issue. And then news of talks later on Wednesday that Amazon was talking with MasterCard about switching away and turning away from Visa. Very interesting stuff there. And then finally, yesterday, we got those unemployment claims falling by 1,000 to 268,000 in the latest weekly report out of the Labor Department. We had NVIDIA beating the expectations big time and that stock moving to the upside significantly. And we had Nike partnering with Roblox to bring you a metaverse called Nike Land. Very interesting stuff throughout the week in the markets. Now, if you want more details on all of these headlines, on all of this news, you can go and listen to the Monday briefing and get much more details on Monday's headlines. You can go to the Tuesday briefing or the Wednesday briefing or the Thursday briefing and get much more details on all of those headlines throughout the week. We go into them, we talk about them in very much a lot of detail. And then on top of that, we talk about how those headlines affect the market. So go give 
the briefings throughout the week a listen because not only is it nice to get an update on the day at the end of each day, but it's also nice to get the details on those headlines throughout the week. And you can go back and see really what happened through the week and piece it all together. But thank you for listening to another episode of the Running With The Money Weekly Recap. Thank you for bearing with me this week as I have fought through illness but we are back here at Running With The Money, and I am thankful for all of your support. If you have any feedback, please at me or DM me on Twitter at Luke Donay. Also, you can follow me and my team at Running With The Money on Instagram and Facebook. And by the way, we are proud partners here, and we are proud team members of the Pound in the Table team. So go get my boys over at Pound in the Table. Listen, they are on Spotify, which is the core place to listen to them, or you can listen to them anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. Some of the best information, some of the best content in the financial space is coming out upon in the table, and you definitely need to go check it out. So go check them out. Check them out on Twitter and check them out on Spotify. In the meantime, easily profit trade on, and I will see you on Monday.